Good evening and welcome to the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Tonight we're going to go live to the parks and talk to Peter from Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel as he heads in for Boobash. He's had some great experiences at Disney on this trip and we're going to talk to him about things like Space 220, Ratatouille, and the two new nighttime shows. So stick with us after this ad from our friends at Anchor and we will get live at the parks. Humanity, go walking past me right here. Uh, well, pretty pretty big crowds right now, but that's because at seven o'clock they open the gates for all of the Boobash attendees, and of course, you still have the regular day guests here. Uh, you know, waiting it out for Enchantment here coming up in a little over a half an hour. So, this is sort of a uh, I compare this to like brackish water. You got the salt water coming in. You got the fresh water going out and the two mix for a little while because Boobash officially begins at 9 p.m. But boy, it was a wave of humanity at 655 when they started letting us in. Uh, I just kind of got swept up in the madness because I was supposed to be walking in right now. But <laughs> next thing I know, I was just sort of like pushed and shuffled. And all of a sudden I'm through the gate and I got my band and all of that stuff. So. So, yeah, so so people that, that don't know about Boobash, kind of give them an idea of what's entailed with Boobash. So this is a, right. a, a separate ticketed event. Yep. So separate ticketed event, uh, available different nights. They are sold out for this year. This is similar to the old not-so-scary party, but let me just kind of go through it with you. I'm going to switch my camera here. So when I first came in, they gave me one of these wristbands. So now that wristband lets everybody know that I'm in the park from 9 to midnight. Um, I'm going to go through a little bit of the process with you. So I am right here underneath the entryway. So you can see our see you real soon pumpkins. Go ahead and uh, restabilize this here. So we kind of come up here, see one of these awesome cast members. We get a trick or treat bag from Emily. Thank you, Emily. All right. So I got my trick or treat bag. That's going to allow me to go around all the boobash locations and trick or treat because that is part of this celebration here. And then right here, I'm gonna go ahead and set this down and let you all see this a little bit. I'm gonna get my camera over it. All right. So right here is our Boobash map. So this is gonna guide all of our fun experiences here tonight. You can kind of see there are some uh, bats on there. We're gonna be able to go to those locations and find some 
ghoulistic characters. So you can see Crystal Palace is going to have some people kind of over where Aladdin and Jasmine normally are in Tortuga Tavern. We're going to be able to find some different Halloween characters. And then you'll also see these little treats. So those are going to be places where my trick-or-treat bag is going to come in handy. I'm going to go up and I'm going to say trick-or-treat, and I'm just going to get a boatload of candy. So those are the things that are going to kick off here at about 9 o'clock. And uh, then we'll be able to ride some rides as well. I'll kind of kick back to myself now. I showed you all that great stuff. Um, we're going to be able to ride some rides. Looking forward to riding Space Mountain. Space Mountain should be pitch black playing rock music. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion should have some live characters going on around there. Uh, outside of that, there's a few other rides that are open. You know, some of the bigger things like Dumbo will be uh, taking flight and Small World will be rolling people through the, the creepy dolls because, you know, nothing better for a Halloween <laughs> night than riding through a ride with a bunch of creepy dolls. Uh, so that is what we are looking forward to here tonight. It does, like Matt said, it is an extra admission um, here in the month of October. So kind of a pro tip. Everything is sold out for it, but I did go and I found out on this trip, once people cancel, it does not become resellable. Magic Kingdom guest services are the only people that can touch that inventory. So, for example, the party that I'm at right now, they had quite a substantial number of tickets, according to the guest services person I spoke to, that were available for tonight, and she didn't. She did not expect that they would sell out of the inventory. So um, if you are coming here in the next couple of weeks and you are interested in getting in on a boo bash, just because the tickets are sold out does not mean that you should not go talk to guest services, especially the day before, because the day of the boo bash tickets kind of get treated like dining reservations. But the day before, a lot of times you can still get at least a partial refund, if not an entire refund. Uh, so if somebody's canceled, well, guess what? It's your lucky day. You have the opportunity to scoop that up and go do that. So um, just kind of glance back out at this at this site. It's really nice coming in. You can see this is kind of cool. The clock tower over there is blood red. Oh, it's 7.30, so we have our first enchantment announcement going on. Uh, let's let that pass. <laughs> yeah, and what Peter was saying about the um, tickets day of and, and going to Magic Kingdom guest services, we actually had a, a friend down there last week that was able to do that as well. Went down, first day he was at the parks, went to Magic Kingdom, went to guest services, and was able to get some for his whole party, which was uh, it was three adults and two kids. So there is availability on most nights if you go talk to the right people. Um so just keep that in mind. This is the beacon of magic light up ceremony at 730. So I'm trying to get us a little bit closer so we can get a good view of it. That was a great uh, Mary Poppins and chimney sweep. Oh, my gosh. Did you see him? Yeah, Bert and Mary Poppins right there. 
Sorry, we're ducking through some crowds. No, I I get it. I get it. Yeah. Welcome, welcome so, to Magic Kingdom before the fireworks. Yeah, you kind of saw it here uh, as I turned the corner and started walking. It was kind of glistening and glimmering, and now you can see the castle is fully lit up out in the distance. Um, again, kind of working my way through a throng of people on a boobash night. That is what happens. Oh, we just got a magic band on the ground. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that poor person. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I, All right. we've been through that once. Yeah. Oh, that's right. When we, you and I were here, we had a we had a somebody forgot his magic band in the room moment. But we, we realized it wasn't in the room. I actually lost it taking off my backpack somewhere. Yeah, we're uh, moving up. Holy cow, I got to get out of the hub. Hold on, let me see if I can find a way to get through the hub. We'll try to get a good view of this, and then let me get back to more of a quiet area, and we can talk a little bit more about my trip and maybe some other things that I maybe did today that Matt would love to talk about. Yeah, yeah, you had you had a pretty big day at Epcot today. Yeah, so give me just one second, folks, and we'll – I'm heading I, – I just got to the pathway. I'm walking through Matt's secret spot. I'm walking through the walkway of uh, right by Casey's. Matt talks about this being his favorite firework viewing location because he can kind of set a corner. So that's also the high, through. that's the highest point on Main Street, USA. Yeah, this spot right here. Hold on. Getting around people. There we go. We're off in a clear path. So now we can see that castle lit up really, really nicely. Now that I'm getting a little bit closer to it for you guys. And then. I do need to keep walking or I'm going to get red wanded. So I better get moving on my way because I'm not interested in getting red wanded. All right. So we're walking down towards Crystal Palace. Okay, Matt, I think I can hear you a little bit better. If you had any other questions about Boobash or anything came in on the chat for, uh, for what's going on or if anybody no, has any questions. Sh Shannon was making fun of me on the, uh, on me losing my magic band in the March trip. So that was always nice. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, no, I, I do have, I do have a question about um, Epcot today. So you, today was the first day for genie plus. Yeah. Well, the genie service altogether. What were your thoughts on a getting it set up and um, how, how did that work for you? How much did you use it today? Sure. Let me, uh, let me move just a little bit. Uh, I'm getting close to getting over to Adventureland. I would love to answer those questions for our, from our viewers. Obviously, um, being here on that day of launch, being able to get some real perspective as opposed to, uh, you know, a lot of great podcasters out there. But, of course, a lot of podcasters were just sort of watching the app and speculating. Uh, and I, of course, was able to see it firsthand. So let me turn away from the hub. What we're going to find here real quick, folks, this is sort of a pro tip as well. If you've seen the late night show, you're going to watch real quick as I walk up this path. The park is going to go from strong to deserted here real quick. All right. <laughs> let me uh, let me kick back to me and let me get to maybe a spot with a little bit better lighting. Oh, yeah. Look at me like a grim grinning ghost. Yeah. Right here with this. I'm uh, walking past. This is kick back my this is an egg roll stand 
that I talked about on that one podcast about how I uh, tried the egg rolls before they were actually released. So that egg roll stand just to the right as you're heading into Adventureland. Um, but they have a special celebration one that is basically like a Reuben egg roll because Walt was very famously known for his love of corned beef. So there's so much. There is so much stuff around the park for uh, corned beef, corned beef hashes, all sorts of stuff because of Walt's favorite dishes. There's also a bunch of like chili because Walt was a huge fan of chilies. All right. We'll kick back to me. Uh, oh, this looks like a good spot. Actually. I'm going to pull over here next to Jungle Navigation Skipper Canteen. Uh, I move closer. Oh, look, I got. Okay. Um, so, Matt, your question about our Genie launch. Um, so, first of all, today was my first day with a reservation in Epcot. So, needed to get up early to get that Ratatouille virtual queue. Um, did that, got up at about 6.30 just in case. Glad I did because Disney Experience made me update to the newest version, which, of course, included the Genie Plus add-on. My immediate thoughts of Genie were that it is an incredibly intuitive, brilliant, beautiful app. It really, really is. The, the updates to my Disney Experience just looked stunning right off the bat this morning. Um, then, of course, there were ways, it, you know, as you look at what it ultimately has is it says, hey, get started. And you like select rides and you select, you know, kind of what you and I talked about on previous podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can select the rides you really care about. You can select some of your interests. And, um, and then it sort of builds you an itinerary and it says, oh, Jeannie recommends go here at this time, go here at this time, go here at this time. And it, just, it does, it builds out a whole day for you. And then you can click in and you can sort of like, you click on this option that sort of like tiles everything out for you. And it shows you the next lightning lane reservation available. It tells you if it is a lightning lane exclusive where you have to pay money for the rights to go to that ride. Um, and then it also shows you the standby wait time currently posted. And so my immediate thought was, oh my goodness, this is going to be so beneficial for my clients who are completely new to this, right? To like walk them through how it works and and let them know that it's there for them and just say, hey, you know, at the end of the day, follow the suggestions and make that your day and you're going to have an amazing day that's kind of tailored to you. Um, it's kind of funny because as Jeannie's making your plans, it says tapping into phenomenal cosmic powers. And <laughs> I so, played with it a little bit this afternoon. Yeah. So I, I got a kick out of the, uh, the theming of that. Um, in terms of the, the plus version and being able to do fast passes and all that stuff, I really did not see a ton of, th there were people utilizing it. I'm not going to say there weren't but I did not see a ton of it. That could be the fact that I was at Epcot because I did see reports from some of the other people I follow that they were at Magic Kingdom, which is where I am now. And there were some frustrations of the standby line standing there 
as, you know, a hundred lightning lane people went by. But at the end of the day, I mean, the lightning lane has got to be worth it because how many rides were, you know, running 15, 30 minute wait times and then lightning lanes were going through. Okay. Wait your 15, 30 minutes, you know? So only time will tell. Um, Plus it'll also kind of depend as people get settled in whether or not they want to use it. So I do think the new app updates are brilliant. The regular Genie system is incredibly intuitive and will be very beneficial. And I just don't know about the plus. I'm thinking about adding plus later in the week just to fully experience it. But I also think that if you are a seasoned park goer, that perhaps the Genie Plus is not needed. And if, if you're more of a novice, then the Genie Plus might be nice for you to be able to like go to the shows and book the attractions and all of that stuff. Because if you are, if you're an experienced person, like I don't care if I don't ride, you know, all five, six, seven big high ticket rides. Yeah. But if I'm a novice to the park, yeah, I'd like to get a return time for those big important rides and then just go check out, you know, I'm outside Swiss Family Treehouse right now. I'd like to go watch Tiki Room and Swiss Family Treehouse and, you know, some of these smaller attractions while getting my return times for that big stuff. So Genie Plus would be my number one recommendation for somebody that says they're going to do Magic Kingdom in one day now. There you go. There you go. Um, (laughs) Other things that you were able to do today. You got to ride Ratatouille today. What were your thoughts on Ratatouille? Uh, Great ride. Uh, A lot of fun. My kids did mention that. I don't. Well, we got in. It took us about 40 minutes to wait through the queue, even with our virtual. And uh, and that was fine that the wait happened. Really neat. Um, Well, the whole storyline basically can be summed up in that scene in the kitchen where Remy falls through the window and is just like scurrying and scampering. It's pretty much that, like the whole ride is uh, is what's going on. Kind of like that scene from Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway where you go into the theater projection bay and fall down the waterfall. Yes. Um, it's, it's a lot of that. You basically move from projection booth to projection booth and undergo some type of a little cut scene and then move around a very, very immersive set as your vehicle moves to the next projection room and you check out whatever that cutscene is. Um, really, really interesting though, the way the mice moved kind of independent of one another, because even something like Rise or Mickey Minnie, you feel like you're on a train the whole time. There, you really felt like you were three individual mice. There was never really a cohesive moment where you were like moving as a train of mice. So kind of interesting how they, because even when the three pods were moving together, like one was rotating, one was facing backwards, another one was facing forwards or facing sideways. So it still didn't feel like you were with them. You were just sort of like moving near one another. Awesome. Awesome. And then you got to also experience Space 220 today. It was a big day. It was a big, <laughs> it was a big day today. I'm telling you what. Um, yeah. So we're staying on, on site. And so we have 30 minutes early entry. So we got to Epcot at 930, right at early entry. My kids 
but uh, they absolutely beeline for test track. And I went, well, you know, what's kind of right next to test track. So I just kind of peeled off and said, Hey, I'll meet you in line. And my family's like, what, where are you going? I was like, I said, I'll meet you in line. Um, walked up to, I think she was a manager of space 220 and said, Hey, hypothetically, if I had an alarm set for 6 AM and the reservations released at 5:35 AM, what would you be able to tell me? She's like, Oh, you want to dine here today? I was like, you know, whatever, you know, it's whatever. Uh, she goes, yeah, I have reservations. I said, oh, you do? And she goes, yeah, because if people cancel them, they don't go back onto the system. We just keep them for day of reservations for all of our walk-ups and all that stuff. So found that out. Walked up with her. She had a 145, which just fit perfectly into my day. It was the cheaper lunchtime prices, which is even better because I am, uh, I try to be fiscally prudent whenever possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, just a, uh, it's kind of, you know, I'm glad you and I talked about it's what you you weren't expecting and I kind of was expecting. It is a signature dining experience in a unique environment. So the food was phenomenal, you know, high end. I had a tuna dish that was just remarkable. I think of the Cobb salad at... Uh, brown derby uh -huh. how it's kind of like all set to the side and then you mix it all together um, i had kind of a similar thing with my tuna dish jessica had a uh, flat iron steak that was so buttery smooth she was able to cut it with a butter knife as opposed to a steak knife uh, just fantastic food fantastic appetizers the kids had a blast. I had both my kids going. They were like, we're going to space. We're going to space. I think Addie still thinks we literally went to space today. <laughs> so um, Bryce kind of figured it out when we got into the pod. It, you know, because the elevator's kind of using a similar technology as Rise of the Resistance as you get up to the Star Destroyer. Yeah. So, but remarkable, remarkable experience. If you can't get one of those morning reservations, there is a standby line for the lounge. Uh, middle of the day when we went for lunch, they were billing it as about an hour and a half wait to get up to the lounge because we did have a party of two just in front of us who wanted to get onto that standby line to uh, get into that lounge. So all in all, though, a really, really amazing day. And now it's boobash time. Yeah. One more thing. You've got to see both of the new shows now, um, Harmonious and Enchantment. Uh, kind of what are your thoughts on those? Uh, Enchantment is is great. It's um, With the mapping, it's, it's very interesting. They took a much different approach than Happily Ever After had. Uh, Happily Ever After, you know, the mapping sort of like filled the castle at times. And Enchantment, the best way to put it is the castle was themed and then there's just like movie scene after movie scene after movie scene that just rolls by. So whereas, you know, I think with Happily Ever After, it was sort of like themed for a whole moment. You know, now it's themed and just like a whole bunch of like, I, for example, Coco, I saw scenes from Coco go by and at least three or four different parts of the show. Yeah. Whereas, you know, happily ever after, it would have been like 
here is all of our cocoa. Um, but to the same degree, oh my goodness, the depth of Disney animation that shows up during that show, it's just everything is up there. Everything is up there in some way, shape or form throughout that show. Um, really, really impressive. It is a great soundtrack. Uh, the two new singers did a, a revamping of Into the Unknown. That's sort of like a blend of Adina Menzel and the Panic at the Disco versions. So that was just really, really well done. Um, the male's voice, very similar to Panic at the Disco. And then the, the woman's voice comes in and it's very, very similar to the Adina Menzel. So really, really good stuff there. Harmonious, really cool. Uh, great show. I am a big fan of It's Even On Me right now. I was a really big fan of Illuminations. Here is my Illuminations band, um, which is fun because when I scan stuff at Epcot, it pops up and it goes, Reflections of Earth. Uh, so great times there. But uh, Harmonious blows Illuminations out of the water. Like, Illuminations got pants by Harmonious. And, uh, but this is also fantastic. coming from this is coming from a guy that liked Epcot forever, though. The what? I said this is coming from a guy that liked Epcot forever. I just want to give the viewers and the listeners okay, some wait, perspective. Wait, wait. I enjoyed the fact that I didn't have to go to Epcot and not have a show. Otherwise, yeah. everything about Epcot forever, <laughs> we knew it was just a little bridge show that wasn't going to last. No, no, this thing is, and it's crazy long. It was like a solid twenty minutes. Yeah. It just, it like when you thought, and then it ends after 20 minutes and it still keeps going because music is playing and the barges are changing color and the fountains are still going. So I think like the whole rig shut off at, gosh, I think the show started at 9.45 because the park closed at 10. And I think we walked past it at at 10.15, we were finally out of World Showcase and heading towards the front, and they were just, like, wrapping up the the coloring and the lights and the music of the barges after the show was over. Was it weird to go out of the front of Epcot? Yeah, very much, <laughs> because we only stay at Caribbean Beach, Pop Century, or uh, Beach Club, Yacht Club, or Riviera. So staying at Polynesian right now was very, very strange, because exactly like you said, we walked out of the front of the park to get on the monorail to go back to Polynesia. <laughs> Although it was open the latest. So I think some contemporary people were getting stranded because they were supposed to ride the bus because the monorail was shut down. Oh, so we were fine because it went back to TTC and you can walk to Polynesian. You can even walk to Grand Floridian. It's just a hike, but there were some contemporary people like, what do you mean? What am I supposed to do? The, so they were like getting them buses to like show up at TTC where all the, uh, where some of the offsite resort buses show up. Oh, anything else going on down there? Anything else new? Man, there's just so much going on. It's fantastic to be walking around this place without a mask again. Um, wearing them indoors isn't too much of a hassle. And, uh, it is, it's, it's nice to kind of see the ride lines with a semblance of normal. I do really like the Genie Plus and Lightning Lane because what I think it will do is it will actually decrease 
the amount of people that use them versus the fast passes that just ballooned all the lines. Uh, I really think having this Genie Plus is going to cause the ride lines to be kind of permanently down in wait times from what they were before. Because, you know, you would have rides even like Barnstormer that would get 45-minute lines because that was all people could use their fast passes on because they booked them when they got there for the day. So I do think that people having to buy into the service is actually going to help everybody. So if you want to make that expense, please feel free. If you don't want to make that expense, don't feel obligated. But ultimately, I think it's going to be to a benefit for all because I think ride times are going to stay low, uh, lower than they were previously before the COVID shutdown. Well, awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm going to let you go so you can go enjoy Enchantment or go find your family wherever they are. Yeah, they're they're somewhere here. They're riding all the mountains without me is what they're doing. (laughs) All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on, and we will talk to you next week after your trip. All right. Bye, everybody. Have a great night. Well, that was Peter with Princesses and a Mouse Disney Travel um, live from the Magic Kingdom. We are going to uh, close out tonight's show over on this screen and just want everybody to remember, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter. So Facebook, you can follow um, the show page is the DPI podcast uh, at DPI podcast right down there on the bottom. Uh, The travel page is at P-A-T-M Disney Travel. If you want to check out our Instagram uh, page, it's Princesses and the Mouse over on Instagram, on Twitter, at Disney Insights, on YouTube, the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Um, Again, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all that you do. You guys have really grown this in a year. Um, We just passed our two-year anniversary of doing this which is very 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 awesome and we couldn't have done it without you guys um you know shannon mom peter jesse all you guys the support that you guys give us fantastic so again thank you guys all um have a wonderful night and we will see you next week bye now